This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Kill Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin in the house once again on a Thursday morning. How you doing, Kelly? Good, man. So just one more time. It's seven up by Dr. Pepper, bottled by Pepsi Cola. Okay? Yeah, we're, we're having a soda discussion back here. How the uh, how Coke and Pepsi break down, and Dr. Pepper's its own thing. We've discovered this morning. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. We're trying to figure out where Starry came from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother discussion for a VEASAN plus, plus, plus. <laughs> the marketing campaign of Starry. <laughs> uh, on the show today, unscripted with the crack man, but remotely, wherever he is on the East Coast, not sure. He was moving up the, uh, the East Coast last I checked. So uh, moving northward, we'll find out where he is. Uh, Paul Spore on baseball. We haven't heard uh, from Paulie this week, so we get a chance to talk to him on the sport of baseball. Zach Cohen joins us for the second time this week. Talk both NBA and tennis. Dan Weston in the house to talk tennis. Jake Hahn on the Stanley Cup final game three tonight. As the Florida Panthers try to get off the proverbial schneid down two to nothing against the Vegas Golden Knights. Jake's thoughts on that. His thoughts on the Conn Smythe trophy. Maybe even his thoughts on who's got the value going into next year. Can you think of an exercise that is more rando than that, Kelly? Who's got the value in the uh, futures market in, in the Stanley Cup market? Uh, ben Wilson also to talk college baseball with us as the Super Regionals happen starting tomorrow and Saturday. Down to 16 teams. We'll get his thoughts on Super Regional Series, maybe individual games as well. But you can actually bet the best of threes. That's what the Super Regionals are. So, Kelly, follow. Regionals is double elimination. Super Regionals, best of three. And then the College World Series is a combo of both with a Fakakta bracket. Yes, the easiest to understand bracket you will ever see. Yeah, oh yeah, it's PhD required. Um, We'll do all that. The only tennis picks I have are currently in play, and they're both in the same match. I have Karolina Mukova, or Mukova, to be honest with you, um, plus four and a half games, and then over 20 and a half games against Arena Sabalenka in the first of the two women's semis at Roland Garros. Mukova had a set point in the first set, staved off. There we get to use staved off by uh, Sabalenka. So it is on serve 6-5 now in the first set as uh, so far so good on our two bets. But we'll get uh, thoughts from Ben, Zach, and Dan a little later on what they got moving forward. Would you like some breaking news to start the show? Let's do it. Vikings releasing Dalvin Cook finally. There it is. Not surprising. Not really. Yeah, we've been hearing about this for a couple months now. Yeah. 
Would you pick up Dalvin Cook? Would you race to pick up Dalvin Cook? Uh, I mean, I think if you're a contender with a with a running back need, man, he's a, I think it could be a great fit for any of those teams. I mean, if you're what the Bills, the I mean, a lot of teams out there, I think he could be a great fit for. Is there a more discarded position in professional team sports at this point, where they're just like, yeah, thanks for the memories. I don't. You've been great. See you I later. Don't think so. I don't think so. And and when I grew up, it was the thing to be. But the game has changed in a way that has uh, diminished the uh, the value of said position. I mean, and I'm not going to say, the Vikings obviously had good runs over these past few years, but how many times have we, they have a good passing game, but how many times have you just thought, just turn around and hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook? Like, he's, he's yeah. one of the best backs in the league. Come on. I could also remember betting on the Vikings and having him fumble at horrific times as well. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. I, I do seem to recall that game against Detroit, I can recall specifically. Uh, let's start with the NBA Finals, though. Game number three last night, and uh, Kelly, I don't know about you, but after being fully locked in and engaged into the postseason, because I was on the Heat Magic Carpet ride through the Eastern Conference, I got off the Magic Carpet ride and said, well, they're going to meet their kryptonite in the Denver Nuggets. And the Heat did have that amazing resiliency in Game 2 where they came back from not only a 15-point deficit, but then an 8-point deficit heading into the fourth quarter. Well, last night, the earth returned to its axis at least the conventional wisdom. Nuggets 109, Heat 94. For those of you who were on the over, uh, excuse me, on the under with me, easy peasy, beautiful cover girl. Yep. Was that commercial? Easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Easy peasy. And, and by the way, it got to, what is that, 203 points because it almost turned into like a college basketball foul fest at the end. Like I was worried for him and I'm like, are we really, like are we still fouling Miami Heat? That whole ending was weird. Spo Very taking weird. out players yes. just a tad too early. The Nuggets leaving in players. Get that 10th rebound, Jamal Murray. Get that 10th rebound. And he got the 10th rebound for a triple-double. I'm going to go. Can, can I go a little crazier on both those? Please. I feel like maybe maybe I'm overreacting a little bit. I probably am, but whatever. I thought it was kind of coaching malpractice on both sides at the end of that game last night. I mean, Spo, I agree. Spo pulled starters, and then they closed it to what, 10? Nine. Nine? Yeah, and had the ball down nine. Had the Bam ball down nine? Like, you're in the NBA Finals, yeah. man. Like, what are you doing? And then I know it's a very fine line that, I, that I'm crossing here, but then on the other side, what the hell is Jabal Murray doing in there at the final seconds? We're really, we're padding stats I in believe, an NBA Finals I game. I believe we were. Just to get to a triple-double. Like, we, need, we needed to do that that bad so we could lead SportsCenter well, with that sentence. I don't know if that was contrary to anything I said. I agree with you completely. Like, I think it was just odd. Everything around that was odd. Because they were, well, we'll go through it. It's real quick. It's, it's you know, a, first of all, let me just say this again also. The, the commonality of all three games does ABC's wide shot appear to you to be unsharp, uncrisp yes. screen? Yeah, we talked about it. Game two is the worst, but it's yeah, I felt that way. It's the, not clear. Years, yeah. In the era of HD and everything being picture perfect, as soon as they get a close-up, it's picture perfect. But the wide shot, I'm like, is my TV, something's wrong with my TV? And no one seems to address this. I don't really get it. You texted me that on game one, yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, I wasn't really looking at it that hard, but it does look a little fuzzy. And then game two, as soon as I turned it on, I texted you, and yeah. I was like, dude, like You're... this is ridiculous. <laughs> Last night, same thing. Um, first half, it really, no one had a lead. I mean, the headline was nobody had a lead more than five points on either side. Um, biggest lead of the quarter for either team in the first quarter was Miami at 5 to nothing, 7-2 and 9-4. to four. Denver took its first lead at 16-14 to 14 with 5.08 left in the first Miami had gone from the 749 mark of the quarter to the 220 mark without hitting a field goal, but the quarter ended up tied at 24 apiece. Second quarter, biggest lead was also five, this time in favor of Denver, 29-24, 51-46, and 53-48. 
which was the fight, which was the score, the half. And at the half, Murray had 20 on eight of 13 shooting, three of five from behind the arc. And Jokic was well on his way to a triple double at 14, 12, and seven. Butler had 14, Bam 13, and 10. But the rebounding advantage was the first thing of note, where Denver was up at the half, 28 to 21 in boards. Third quarter, Nuggets immediately take the biggest lead of the game. They score the first six of the half. They go up 11. Then they lead by as many as 19. It's 14, a 14-point lead at the end of the quarter. The Heat in the third quarter, Jimmy Buckets was 5 of 6 for 12. The rest of the team was 3 of 14 for 8 points. Is that good? Fourth, nope. fourth quarter then, the Nuggets led by as many as 21, 93 to 72 with 828 left. By the way, with exactly five minutes left, Jokic had 40 minutes, 30 points, 20 boards, 10 assists. And then, as we talked about just moments ago, the Heat weirdly got it down to nine with 119 left in the ball, but Bam missed the jumper, and that was all she wrote. Nuggets win by 15, 109-94. Uh, Everything about that end was weird, as we said. You spoke pulling players early, Murray and Gordon staying in, the lead going from 21 to nine, almost turning into a college basketball game. Jokic ends up 32-21-10, and 10, Murray 34-10-10, and 10, because they padded the stat with that last rebound. They are the first two teammates to have triple doubles in an NBA Finals game. And they weren't, well, besides Murray's rebound, they weren't cheap. In the case of Jokic, it's a 30-20-10 one, and in the case of Murray, 34-10-10. 84 of the Nuggets' 109 points were scored or assisted by Jokic and Murray. How about that? Yeah. 84 of 109. Butler ends up with 28 in defeat. Bam, 22-17. and 17. And here's the statistical anomaly, because we had one of these in the last uh, round as well. Denver only made five three-pointers. They were 5 of 18. The Heat were 11 of 35. They made more, but they didn't go off. Only 31.4% for the Heat. And the Nuggets had nine more turnovers than the Heat. 13 to 4. So how'd they win this? How about a 58 to 33 Ooh. rebounding advantage? And overall, talking twos and threes, they shot 51.3% from the field, 41 of 80. And from two-point range, 58.1%, 36 of 62. And so the question becomes now, with the Nuggets resting home court back, home court advantage back in this best of seven series, Nuggets up two games to one. Will we now look back on this, Kelly, whenever this is done, five games, six games, or seven games? Well, first of all, the first question is, can you see this being done in five? Because I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I expect it, though. I don't know if I expect it, but there is a scenario where we look back on this and we're like, oh, the Heat had that just one run in Game 2 or a couple runs in Game 2 where the Nuggets sort of fell asleep and played horrible defense. There is that possibility. Yeah, but, they got to... I, I mean, this is... Jimmy Butler, if you look at 28 points, like he led the way for the Heat last night. We've talked about it since the series began. You know, how banged up is he truly injury-wise? Don't really know. I, he's got to be more aggressive, more effective. We saw him. We saw him at the beginning of the game being really aggressive, trying to get to the rim and stuff. This is Denver shutting that down though throughout this entire series. The the three games so far, the third, uh, all three of them are in their three of the five least scored rim points of the of the playoffs for the for the Miami Heat. So that's a major issue. You're only getting 22.7 rim points per game in this series compared to 34.6 against Boston, 32.3 against the Knicks and 36.8 against Milwaukee. So even without um, you know, someone like a Brook Lopez standing down low, you're not you're not being you're not scoring at the paint. 
uh, in the paint. A lot of that's just is Jimmy Butler not being able to do what he's done in in series past. I just, I mean, it gets back to our analysis before before the whole series started. I know we had the Will Hill. I can't stand their faces analysis yesterday. But they're before, too tall. Before the series, we said like, they're too tall. <laughs> it's a very simple sport. This baloncesto, really. Just put the ball in the bucket, and if you're taller than the other team, usually it works out. This just feels like that. And, again, if the Heat can make this competitive beyond this, again, all the power to them. It's just magic what they're doing from behind the arc. And that's that's kind of the only way, right? Yes. That was one of the questions after Game 2 I said. Did that game tell you that this is going to be competitive, or did it tell you that the Heat have to be that perfect for them to win by the thinnest of margins? they got to make those threes. Now they got to stop this pick and roll. 32 pick and rolls from Murray and Jokic last night, most of the season for them. Again, mazel tov to everybody who had the under. That was the play. That under for Game 4, down to 210.5 now. We'll talk about that as that game approaches. Coming back with Ben Wilson on College Baseball. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a smarter sports better with a VSIN Pro subscription for a limited time. Sign up for just $9.99 to get full access to everything we do, including daily pro picks on all the summer action, including NFL and college football futures, premium analysis from our team of top handicappers and industry experts, 24 7 video access, and pro tools like our exclusive betting split showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Don't miss out on our lowest intro price of the year. Visit slash subscribe. To sign up today. It's Gil Alexander. This show has the best listeners on God's green earth. I will defend that position to the death. We get tweets at beating the book. Everybody with answers here, uh, Kelly. Marv B. 
Starry replaced Sierra Mist, which is Pepsi's version of Sprite, which was made by Coca-Cola. Yes, we, our research found that. Also, that Pepsi guy chiming in, Starry is a Pepsi product. It replaced Sierra Mist. We got that far. What I am referring to, and this is going to be a special VEASAN++++ expose, is the way that Starry and the history of lemon-lime sodas are marketed. It's for another time and place. Stringfellow Hawk talking about the, the ABC picture, the wide shot of the game, and how I feel it's, un, I've said from the beginning of this series, how it's not crisp to the eye. He said ESPN and ABC still broadcast in 720 resolution as opposed to 1080 and 4K 2160. That's TV talk is what that is. Yeah, Step it up, ne- network television. Jeez. And then Paul M. says, just making sure I haven't uh, missed the uh, CFL season preview segment. <laughs> Stamps hosting the Lions this evening. Ooh. Tune in or lose out. Don't bet against Calgary. Yeah. Kelly used to bet college uh, Canadian football yeah, at the time, oh, right? Yeah, I bet a ton of CFL back in the day. Yep. I mean, by back in the day, what do you mean? The pandemic? Like five years ago. Pandemic ruined it, I thought. Oh, okay. Personally. Did and you? then we, we've got a lot of other football leagues going on now, too. It spreads out some of the talent. By the way, Ben Wilson, and by the way, sexy graphic. Shout out to all the people downstairs. Mm-hmm. The graphics department put out the Benny and the Bets graphic. Shell and Ryan putting that together. Yeah. Thank you very much. Tribute Great to uh, Ben Wilson. Benny and the Bets. There it is. We can show it one more time. Look at Ben bedazzled. Yeah, I actually took this picture of him at last Saturday night where we were hanging out. Yeah, he actually wore that. That's actually not, it's not Photoshop. It's actually what so he wore. rolls on the strip. But one of the things he mentioned was, uh, you know, that he was heading into the Northeast. And so we just want to send a shout out to all the uh, folks who are living in areas where the air quality is not good for those of us who lived in lived in Northern California or who live in Northern California. This is something that happens, uh, sadly, relatively frequently with fires in Northern California. And there's some days in San Francisco where you will wake up and it's like a sci-fi movie. Like the sky is just off and the air quality is terrible. So we feel your pain. So everybody uh, pay heed. Everybody take care of themselves uh, not to, uh, to hang out outside and uh, make it as, you know, maximize the chances of it actually having an adverse effect on you. Jake Hahn is the Canadian, and we blame him singularly for everything that's <laughs> happening. How you doing, Jake? That's right. I'll take I'll take at least some of the blame, and it has been pretty bad here in Toronto. Not something we're used to, right? I'm used to it in Western Canada. I know they're getting it out east a little bit as well, so we got a bit of that, that trickle down. Um, I'm coming to you live as well, 30 minutes from Oakdale Golf Course, where they're hosting the RBC Canadian Open. So I had to rep the, uh, the hat today for you guys, and I Appreciate the CFL shout-out off the top as well. Are you heading out to the RBC? Are you going to take in some of it in person or no? Yes, I, I try to go every every year on the Saturday. So I'll try to get out there on the Saturday, follow the players around, and hopefully get a couple Canadians in contention. I saw Corey Connors is already off to a, a pretty decent start here today. So, yeah, it's always, it's always a great crowd. I mean, last year was unbelievable. It was packed. It almost had a bit of a major feel to it out there when you were on, on the grounds. It really did. Get Scheffler there and Rory and some of the big names. So a lesser field, I think, this year than we got last year, but still some pretty big names, and I'll, I'll have some fun with it this weekend for sure. you have any bets in this tournament? I, I did. I had a. I lose my citizenship if I don't take a Canadian. So I had to go with Adam Svensson <laughs> at seventy-five to one. I took a. I think it could be a good long shot week, guys. I did take Mark Hubbard uh, around one hundred twenty-five to one. He's been playing some sneaky good golf this week as well, and I'll, I'll look to jump in live. I was looking at some of these young guys, Maddie Schmid, uh, uh, Ludwig Aberg. I know is on a lot of people's cards. Ludwig's too well. back. He's too back. Yeah, he, yeah, he's off to a great start as well. So you got got some great young talent. I think this year at the RBC Canadian Open, uh, love Justin Rose as well. He's off to a real hot start. 
uh, today. He's also been playing some really good golf to, uh, this week. But let's go uh, Hubba Hubbard. That's who I'm rooting for. Okay. Justin Rose right now with a one-stroke lead. He's five under through 11. One-stroke lead over Matt Fitzpatrick and the Canadian Corey Connors. Have about have a little more than halfway through the first round at the RBC Canadian. All right, hockey. Game three tonight. We go to Florida. We go to Sunrise for game three where the Panthers have to get off the schneid. They're down two to nothing in this best of seven series. The Panthers are slight favorites in this game. The total has increased to six. By the way, uh, the notion of betting unders here it just has to just I mean, because I my instinct was to go under in game two. This the, this thing has just been a goal fest. And you don't have to be a hockey expert to realize that go, the Golden Knights just domination of the first couple games. I mean, what's the script here, Jake? Like, do, can you see the Panthers making a series of this? Well, this is the series tonight, guys. There's no way they're coming coming back from down 3 nothing. So if they lose this game, to me, it's basically over. So this is the Panthers season. And I, I expect them to come out with that kind of intensity. I think they know what's on the line. I do think they'll get some energy from returning home, and they'll have that, that home crowd trying to bolster them. And, look, if they hold serve and they get a 2-2 going back to Vegas, they'll feel pretty good. So they have to start tonight. You know, I tend to agree with a, a pick'em type line. I, I did see it, you know, hovering around minus 120 for the Panthers. I think a little bit of money has come in on Vegas to sort of push it a little bit closer to a pick'em. But I expect Florida to come out. But it's what you said, Gil. I mean, Vegas is clearly the better team here. And, you know, maybe we're reading too much into two home games. It'll look a little bit different on the road. But I have to think the Golden Knights smell blood in the water. Like, this isn't the first round where, you know, maybe you take the foot off of the pedal a little bit they know this is the stanley cup final and they don't want to let florida back in this series so i think they're going to go to south florida with the, with the thought process of hey let's take at least one bring this 3-1 back to vegas and we'll feel great about our chances heck maybe we can just win both sweep this series and get it done on the weekend but i, I do think that the gold knights smell a little bit of blood here you don't want any part of panthers four to one do you adjusted series price I don't. I think it's actually a pretty fair number just for the fact that they haven't actually lost a home game yet, right? So if you liked the Panthers before the series, the reason why I'm not playing it is because I liked Vegas before the series, yeah. and I, I think Vegas is going to win. Now, do I think Florida can get back in this and make it a longer series? I do. I, you know, I, maybe Bobrovsky starts to get back to the form that he showed through the first few rounds, and you know they start to get that timely scoring. They got to stay out of the penalty box too. Like you talk about how high scoring these games have been. A lot of it has been because they've been so undisciplined and they continue to take penalties. If they can keep it even strength, I think they had a better chance to win. So if you liked the Panthers before the series started, then yes, I think that's a fair number that you can jump on. I'm going to stay away just because I've, I've got my Vegas bets in already. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think to yourself, like, how did Boston, Toronto and Carolina let this team beat them? Or is the simple answer, yeah. Bobrovsky, that's the answer. That is basically the answer. I think there is a little bit more to it, but he's like 90% of it. it. It really feels like I talked to you guys. Basically, every time I came on, I mentioned the stat of how many one goal games the Panthers had played. It got to, I believe, 13 or 14 in a row, and it ended in game two. It, it actually stayed true in game one as it was 2-2 going into the third period. Obviously, Vegas just killed them in uh, in game number two, but... You know, this is how the Panthers were living. They were kind of walking that tightrope, these dangerous one-goal hockey games. They all seem to go their way. And, yeah, I think teams like Boston, Toronto are kind of watching this going, man, this this could have been us if we didn't hit that post or it didn't hit the knob of Bobrovsky's stick or, you know, maybe we got a call here or a call there. This could be us facing the Golden Knights. But uh, I think Vegas has been a, a splash of cold water in the face for, for the Panthers. I think this is something different that they just haven't faced throughout the course of the playoffs so far and I, I continue to be so impressed by what I'm seeing from from this Golden Knights team this is not the team that I saw in the regular season they've, they've certainly taken it to another level all right so let's do some rapid fire so you're on Vegas before the series so therefore no bet for you in game three I 
I do want I do want to take the take the Vegas Golden Knights, but like you said, I've got the Vegas Golden Knights series bet, so it doesn't make a ton of sense to jump back in at minus one hundred five. But if I didn't have the bet and I was strictly just betting this game, I think as a slight dog, I, I would lean still towards mm. the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. It goes back to what I said about sort of smelling blood in the water. I think I I just don't see the Panthers dominating them. So if the Panthers win, I think it's going to be a close game. And I don't know how much I want to rush to bet the Panthers if I feel like it's going to be a one goal game in the third period and you know banking on that banking on Bobrovsky who did look a little bit shaky in the last game so yeah if I had no series bet on this guys I would be going to to Vegas at minus 105 maybe you could find a, an even money bet out there as well where's the bet for Con Smythe now Marsh saw is minus 105 Jack Eichel's plus yeah. 425 Aiden Hill is five to one Kachuk and Bobrovsky sitting there at the low double digits if the Panthers were to come back I think it's probably Jack Eichel, to be completely honest. Like, we're kind of narrowing down the board now, right? When we started the the series, it felt like there was five or six candidates for, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, Marcia So has just been unbelievable, and he's gathering a lot of steam, it feels like, amongst the media. And Aiden Hill's obviously played well through a couple games. If he throws in a shutout, maybe he's got a chance. But it does feel like we're narrowing it down to three guys for Vegas. I still like Eichel. Like, he's he's basically at his pre-series odds. He was around 4-1. to one before the series started, you're getting the same price. I think he continues to play good hockey. So it's going to come down to what the voters think, but uh, plus 425 for Jack Eichel still looks pretty good to me. All right. And then 30 seconds real quick. If someone were to say to you, all right, I want to bet a team to win the Stanley cup next year. I want good value. What's the team. Ooh, I, this is a, this is a tough question. I, I still really do like the Edmonton Oilers to win one. I don't think you're going to get the best odds, but I just feel like Connor McDavid's eventually going to get his. So I would, I would look there. I also really like the LA Kings, the team that's actually lost to Edmonton the last two times in the, in the first round. I think the Kings are ready to take that step next year, guys. So they're a team I'll be looking to bet next year. Oilers 10 to one Kings, 25 to one respectively. Always shop around Jake. Always a pleasure, man. Enjoy game three should be fun. Yeah, always great talking to you guys. I'll talk to you again soon. Have, a, have an awesome day. Jay Khan taking the uh, the burden and the responsibility of Canada on his two shoulders. <laughs> That's right. It's very good of him. Coming back, Paul Spore on baseball next. Looking forward to this. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Don't forget BetMGM with promotions left and right as always on a daily basis, including this one. Where the king of sportsbooks is unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. And every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points so you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points so you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800 gambler gil alexander kelly bidlin so again uh french open roland garros taking place while we're doing this show we have hit both of our tennis bets this morning uh second day in a row where we've gone two and oh so for the tournament and again we have both the both the carlos and Iga futures intact so for the tournament on matches this is after starting oh and four and this is after having a torrent of really bad beats early on uh, down less than two units. There you go. Make tournament. that money back. So you know, it's a pretty good none, run. Buddy. You know, in the end, after that start, not so bad. And who knows? Maybe we maybe we break even on this anyway, and then just have gravy with those futures. 
Could have been worse. Sounds like a good plan. I hope so. (laughs) Um, Right now, again, a classic two-to-two third set between Sabalenka and Mukova on serve. Mukova. Sabalenka was the uh, big $5 favorite heading into this one. And obviously, those of us with Sviatek Futures watching intently. Um, Sviatek to take on Beatrice Haddad Maya a little later on. She's got work to do as well. We bring in Dan Weston. You can follow all of Dan's tennis musings at Betfair. Also on Twitter at Tennis Ratings. He does work for Pinnacle, of course, one of the great pillars of the offshore betting market. Dan joins us from his abode in England. How you doing, Dan I am well, Gil. How are you? Doing very well. The shot is crystal clear like you're right here in Vegas with us. Look at that. Very nice shot. It won't be long until I'm back with you. What's that? It won't be long until I'm back with you. That's right. I can't wait for that. We had a great time hanging out. It was great seeing you. It was great um, hanging out for hours, eating with you, and uh, just uh, rolling through casinos and uh, getting all the observations. Listen, first of all, this match, I'm I'm obviously doing a show, so I can't watch it. I know that you probably are. As classic as it appears to be, based on how this is going? Yeah, and even this third set's had you know twists and turns. Uh, Sabalenka failed to break from Love Forty up early on, and now she's advantage up, uh, having been Love Thirty down on serve. Just held three-two final set. Sabalenka. Wow, wow! Imagine if this is a, a tiebreaker as well, and it's all three sets. Okay, so today, anything on Sviatek Haddad Maya? Let's get that out of the way first. Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, I think that Eager's obviously massive odds on to win the match, uh, and I think it would be a, the shock of the tournament for sure if she yeah. she was beaten. Obviously, Hadad Meyer has actually beaten her before uh, in in three sets, and Hadad Meyer has actually I think uh, won her last four matches here in straight sets. So Eager uh, Eager has probably barely played half of the minutes on court. That had a Meyer has played so far in a tournament. Eager 53-15 in matches in terms of sets so far. 53-15. games. Oh, 53 to 15 in total games. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good, Dan, I'm told. I'm getting that in my ear. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, no, they're telling me it's good. 53 to 15. <laughs> hasn't dropped a set, hasn't let more than four games go against her in a set um, to this point. But that's Iga mm. at the French Open. What about yep. tomorrow, the men's semifinals? Let's start with the uh, the sort of, uh, the, what do we call it, the preliminary. I don't know if it will be preliminarily right. chronologically, but I think that's what they're going to do, um, is have Sasha Zverev and Kasper Rue to play first, where I'm guessing, we'll see what, what they determine. But it's virtually a coin flip. Who do you like? Uh, for me, I think it's about right in terms of price. Actually, it's the second game. I've got the schedule in front of me. Uh, it's the second game it on is. court tomorrow. Wow. So, so that's 16.30 UK. So that's 8.30 in the morning with, with you guys in Vegas. Um, 8.30 in the morning and that second game with, with Alcaraz Djokovic starting at quarter to six in the morning, your time. Um, wow. So look, I, I think it's about right. The reason for that is uh, in the tournament so far, in terms of their, their, their data from the five wins that they've picked up, uh, has a very, very small edge. If you're looking at clay data this year, I think that's kind of negated uh, somewhat and very, very slightly on, on Rude's side. I think Rude's probably played slightly higher caliber of opponents. So I think it's pretty fair. I think if, if you forced me to bet on this, 
I would I would have Rude as that very very slight dog, but there's not enough real value in that to questionable tool. Right. So what I'm finding out now will be the preliminary, but is actually of course the tight the Titanic heavyweight match of them all. Djokovic and Alcaraz, which is what everybody expected to happen. They when we got the draw and we found out they'd meet in the semifinals, and here we are. Uh, 22 Grand Slam single titles for Novak Djokovic. Carlitos, though, the favorite, and in, in American betting parlance, north of a $2 favorite. Um, I'll, I'll ask, does that seem high to you, but in your in, in the British decimal system, does that seem short to you? <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, I don't know if you, you guys follow soccer much, but they call Barcelona versus Real Madrid the El Clasico. Yes. And for me, this looks like the tennis equivalent. Two absolute titans only having their, their second career meeting. And the first being over a year ago when Alcaraz was still world ranked number nine. Um, the tables had turned somewhat. Alcaraz was the slight underdog that day. Uh, now he's the favorite. And I think he's pretty good value, actually. He's the favorite. So I'm going to be looking at potentially some handicap opportunities on on, on him. Um Quite simply, his clay data this year is a lot better than Djokovic's. Uh, and I think this is really Alcaraz's match to lose. I do, too. I do, too. You and I are, are certainly not ex- uh, exclusive in that, but we're not without uh, people thinking that the, the play is to take Djokovic plus the games. Well, I think a lot of people are probably uh, of the mindset that Djokovic is very rarely priced as an underdog for a start. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, that's that's an attraction in itself in terms of, you know, probably over the last five years, he's been underdog less than five times in, in matches. So, yeah, look, but that's a good illustration of the task that's ahead of him. Alcaraz, 20 years old, just turned 20 last month, and already with by far the best clay data on tour. All right. So, so you, yeah. Yeah. So it, this is crisis to lose. So you're going to lay the games with with Carlitos? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at opportunities for that. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Um, probably some form of game handicap. Okay, Dan West at everybody. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Dan. Again, another slam where you've been kind enough to come on radio. You've been kind enough to come on the podcast where we had a bunch of uh, or not a bunch, but we had a couple quarter winners come through on uh, Mukova and Beatrice Haddad Maya on that show. I look forward to talking to you to talking to you uh, when Wimbledon gets here next month. Absolutely. Look forward to it, Gil. Always a pleasure. Dan Weston, everybody. Great to see Dano at Tennis Ratings. So, Kelly, uh, anything on the hockey game today? Anything on Game 4 in the NBA Finals? Uh, nothing on hockey for me today, and nothing on NBA Finals yet. Did, if... the, did the total move down too far to play it? Yeah. Yep. In my opinion, yes. I think so. You but... can maybe look live, but the... Uh, look, this is we talked about on the show yesterday. I look, I was, I stayed off the game pregame. Was going to look to get in on the under live. Going to look to get in on Denver live. Those were really opportunities that never really presented themselves. So I ended up with no bets on it. Uh, two ten and a half. Yeah, I think you're getting to a point where that's that's sounding that's sounding about right. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know, again, I sort of gave my passionate reason as to why I was under on two fifteen and a half. It ended up getting down to two twelve and a half at one point and settled in at two thirteen. The under couldn't have been easier, but at two ten and a half. So, you, so one would say, I mean, it ended up being well short of two ten yeah. and a half, and then that was with some fouls at the end. So, one might say, well, then don't you want to play the under again? Uh, Five point move. Both teams shot so all, bad from three. That's right. All like, it takes is for the Heat to have one of those games. I mean, side. This is uh, 
Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get there, Kill. But I agree with Zach. If there if there's one if there's one game the West this way in this series that I would feel the most confident about the Miami Heat winning, it's Game Four. If game if they don't win, I mean, you, you Game imagine. Four this game this series is over probably in five. I mean, this is well, it's over right away. It's over. Well, I mean, we say that, but then the Heat are you know the Heat have shown us before nothing is. Fade out complete with them. But if it is 2-2, man, after game four, and by the way, game four is tomorrow night, and then game five, not till Monday, yeah. again, scheduling uh, update. Um, I think Jimmy Butler points plus rebounds I'll probably end up on. He, right. he, was, he was weak on the glass uh, that last game. You heard him talking post-game. Uh, that was a big emphasis for the team, and he's got to attack the rim more. All right. Um, don't know if I'm going to have anything pre-flop. If anything, if anything... The Nuggets first half, but I don't know yet. I'm not sure yet. Still time to decide. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 